Blog Talk Radio. Way down among Brazilians, coffee beans grow by the billions. So they've got to find those extra cups to fill. They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. You can't get cherry soda, cause they've got to fill that quota. And the way things are, I'll bet they never will. They've got a zillion tons of coffee in Brazil. No tea. Or tomato juice, you'll see No potato juice Cause the planners down in Santa's All say no, no, no The politician's daughter Was accused of drinking water And was fined the great big $50 bill They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil Like a percolator Her perfume was made right on the grill Why they could percolate the ocean in Brazil And when their ham and eggs need savor Coffee ketchup gives them flavor Coffee pickles way outsell the dill Why they put coffee in the coffee in Brazil No tea No tomato juice You'll see No potato juice The planters down in Santa's All say no, no, no So you let to the local color Serving coffee with a crawler Duncan doesn't take a lot of skill They've got an awful lot of coffee An awful lot of coffee Man, they got a gang of coffee In Brazil Hey, welcome everybody. Hi, I'm Jory Ann the Coffee Psychic, your host of tonight's show, Your Psychic Connection, right here at Blog Talk Radio. Um, we have a wonderful uh, host that's going to be joining us tonight. Knock on wood, fingers crossed, you know, as it were. Uh, you guys can tell from me being um, off for the last couple of weeks that I myself am not computer literate, so I have tried working with uh, Blog Talk. I was actually not able to be on the show, but I was trying to pre-record some shows, and um, and lo and behold, even though I tried and I tried, um, it's it was like, oh my gosh, I couldn't get it to pre-record. Oh, I got something to record, 
But then, of course, I ended up having it. Um, I recorded one at like, I think it was like 2 in the afternoon. I'm going like, oh, my God, this is not working for me. So I've got to tell you, I'm really, really glad to be back. Um, we do have our guest that's going to be on. We're going to have a wonderful lady, uh, Laura Giacomo Gron, calling us. And she's just a really sweet lady, wonderful lady. You know, this show is all about your psychic experiences, right? Your psychic connection. That's the name of my show. Now, what happens is we're all human beings, and it's not that we're having a human, you know, human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. So that's really what's going on here. And um, I just want to let you guys know that, hey, you know, the shows that I had before, it was, you know, ordinary people, extraordinary experiences. I kind of think we're all ordinary to some level, right? But our experiences are amazing. And that's that's who we have joining us tonight, Laura. She's had a slew of different experiences, and she she just said, hey, I've got to share this with everybody. So she wrote an amazing book a sunshine for the heart. So we're going to have Laura come on here and talk with us. And as you guys know, I always invite you to come in and call uh, call in for your psychic questions. I invite you to call in and share with your experiences. But right now we want to see what Laura has to share with us. So let me see if I can find her here and see if we can bring her on. So let's see if we have Laura here. Laura, are you with me? Hey, Laura, can you hear me? All right, let's see again. Let's try this. Laura, are you there? I'm here, Jory. Can you hear me? Finally! Yes, Hi. I can. How are you? Yes, I can. Awesome. So, I'm great, I'm great. So, thanks for joining us. And I know that you've had some amazing psychic experiences, and you um, you decided to join me with tonight's show. And first off, I want you to pronounce your name so people know who you are, because a lot of people know you by different names. So what name do you want to give out to the people? Well, I would like to use um, Laura Giacomo Gran. Giacomo. I think that sounds like the coolest name. It is. Yes. And um, so it's Gran. Okay, very nice. Yes. So, um, so Laura, I want to ask you first off, you wrote this amazing book. Whatever inspired you to write a book? I mean, what happened that you would say, oh, my God, I've got to write a book and tell people what happened to me? Well, when I was a child, my sister Lou and my cousins and I, we would always sit at my, the feet of my father and he had always had these wonderful, amazing stories about his childhood growing up in Sicily. And he would always be very dramatic and very passionate. And you, I would always say that if you ask my father what time it was, he would tell you how to build a clock. And so because we would sit at his feet and, and hear all these amazing stories, uh, I became quite the storyteller myself. So my best friend and all my friends would say, my God, Laura, you have these marvelous stories. Why don't you write a book? So that's exactly what I did. Wonderful, wonderful. So I know you have, um, you've got a lot of amazing stories. I had um, 
I've had a lot of experiences myself. Now, did your story start, because I got hit in the head when I was a kid, so I started seeing things and hearing things at that point. But when did your experiences, I mean, I don't mean just sitting down with Dad, but, I mean, when did your experiences really start where you're going like, holy crap, I mean, oh, my God, either something's wrong here or that's really weird. Hey, did you guys hear that? Or look at who appeared in my bed when I was sleeping. I mean, what what really happened where you were going like, oh, this just isn't normal? Well, it wasn't. It was more subtle than being like hit in the head as your experience was. It was. Okay. I've always been connected to people. I've always had a very strong passion and connection to people, with different relationships and different friendships. And um, there's one of the stories in the book that's called Doughboy and Sunshine. He was my best friend and soulmate, uh, Jimmy. He was Doughboy. Okay. And it was, it, I can remember, that was the time that I can remember when it first started. I was 11 and he was 13, and he lived on the next block. And we were so synchronized, it was as if I would come down the stairs at the same very time he would come out of his house and it was always like our minds were connected from the time that we were children all the way into our adult lives. Wow. For example, when I was older, this was before cell phones and beepers were around, and okay. he was an over-the-road truck driver, and he had a, a roll of quarters that was sitting in his dashboard. And I could be going through something traumatic or dramatic in my life, and I needed to talk to my best friend, and he would pull over, into a truck stop, he would call me. I wouldn't even say hello, and I would automatically say, how did you know I needed you? He'd say, I don't know. I just knew. There was a connection between us and also with my best friend Mary as well. There are certain people that I would connect with. We could almost, you know, knew what the other person was thinking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's I think, when my first recollection when I remember when it started when I was about 11. Now, I know I said to you when we were talking ahead, you know, before the show sometime, I said, you know, um, to me, these are psychic abilities, things like that. And you're like, you know, Jorianne, I won't say that I'm psychic. You know, I'll just say that I've had these spiritual experiences. And that's right. how it is for you, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, I know for many of us, I think, I know you believe in God. I mean, look at your book, Sunshine, S-O-N, Sunshine yes. Yes. for the Heart. I believe that we're all born with our psychic abilities. I believe that they're truly a gift from God. And I think God communicates us with us through all different means. Yes. And just the fact that you and your friend uh, were just so in tune with each other, you've had this apparently throughout your life. I just want to say that's a gift for you. And have you found that this still works with other people that you meet now, or do you think it's just at, you know, you've got to be so connected at a deeper level? How does that work? I mean, do you find that today you can meet somebody new and you're suddenly picking up information from them, do you think, or is it different? Um, I believe that the different situations, um, the different gifts come out, and I do agree with you. I do call them gifts. And I would like to share, like, a, a story about my mom. If she's Please. also in the book. It's called, um, this particular story, it's a series of short stories about different things that happened in my life. And this particular story is called Once a Man, <clears throat> Twice a Child. And that's because, you know, when we're born, we're children, then we become an adult, and then 
because of different circumstances like dementia or Alzheimer's, you become a child again, and we reverse roles. And so when I first moved in with her, she was very resentful because I was the symbol of her independence slipping away. And so she was very mean and bitter, and that was not the mother of my youth. So she had had a develop. She went into a, a severe coma. She was, you know, just she was just laying there. And so my two sons and I <clears throat> were sitting on the floor, and we had found some old love letters that my dad and her had been writing to one another when they were, you know, before they were married, and and then they re, they got married. Well, mm-hmm. um, I my my sons and I we had said, you know, my my younger son said. Mom, how long has Grandpa been gone? And I said 21 years. And it was quite obviously that he was the love of her life. And so my son said, Mom, I don't want, I don't want Grandma to go, but I also mm-hmm. don't think it's fair that we should have her stay. You know. And Aww. so that night, uh, everybody was sleeping. I went to her, and I said to her, Mom, you can go. It's going to be okay. Um, go be with the love of your life. Go be with your daddy. Go be with mama and papa. Go be with your mom and dad. So mm-hmm. I was laying on the couch, and I was watching her, and I kept waking up every half hour. Well, um, one time I fell into a deep sleep, and she got out of the bed. She stood over the couch, and she I heard in an audible voice. She said, Laura, I'm sorry that I did all those mean things to you. I love you, and I'm glad that you came and stayed with me. I didn't mean all those hurtful things. And I jumped up. I said, my God, how did she get out of the bed? And I looked over, and she wasn't out of the bed. She was still in the coma. So I fell back to sleep. This was about 4 a.m. And about 6 a.m., my son got up and was going to take his dog out, and he says, Mama, get up. Grandma's gone. And there's no doubt about it. She came and spoke to me in an audible voice while she was leaving. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, I I've 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 heard other stories like this and I think it's simply amazing that, you know, sometimes people think that the people, you know, can't talk to us because they're used to hearing us with the vocal cords and stuff. But yeah. like your experience, I've heard this before. Even when they've crossed over, they can still speak to us. You can hear them. It's not just in your mind's eye, you know, that you can hear them psychically, but you can literally hear them. That's very, it's very powerful to have that experience, by the way. That's wonderful. You, you had shared with me that you've worked with people and families, I think you said, for over the last 25 years, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're also a spiritual counselor. So do you... Do you help people when they come to you with spiritual matters, by the way? or Well, yes, um, I do. And it's like they could come to me for many different reasons. It could be on a job. It could be at church. There have been even times, this might sound crazy, but in a grocery store. I mean, sure. it, I connect with people. I've got this connection to people. And what I will do is if they're telling me something, now my flesh or my mind will be hearing one thing, and I might want to react in a certain way. But then I get still, and I say, okay, Lord, what are you telling me? What is this person really saying? So they're telling me one thing, and I'm listening to them, but then I'm also listening to the voice of God. 
And so yeah. then he may steer me in a totally different direction of how to lead them or how to guide them. So it's like a still small voice in my spirit. And so then I'm picking up what they're saying in their spirit. And so then I know how to guide them. And they're like, wow, I wasn't going to share that with you, but somehow I just felt so you know, connected to you and I open up to you. And so then they're able to share and then we're able to set them on the right path, put them in the right direction. Beautiful, beautiful. So how how long has this been happening for you, Laura? Is this since you were 17 years old? Has this been since you were 25 years old? I mean, when did you suddenly know that you were communicating with God? You know, um, that's... Uh, that's a kind of another another story, another important part of my Please, life. We want to hear your stories. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, um, when I was growing up Catholic, um, we always had our prayer books. We always said our rote prayers, and mm-hmm. there was always I knew that there was something special. I knew that there was something different because I always wanted more than just the the rote prayers that you know we were taught and we were saying. So. Um, when I was in, you know, church, everybody else is saying their prayers in unison. I just would close my eyes, and I felt like I had a connection, you know, to God directly to Him. I would speak directly to Him, and then um, one time, all of a sudden, I heard, I felt a tapping on my head with the rosary beads, and I looked up with one eye open, one eye closed, and it was one of the nuns standing over me like a penguin. No disrespect, but that's what yeah. it appeared to be. And she says, Missy, you better open up that prayer book, and you better say those prayers. And I was like, but I just want to hear and talk to God and listen listen to him on my own. And so I, after she left, I just I said the prayers for a little while, and then after a little while I, I went back to just listening and being still. So that was when I was in grade school, and I've carried that with me throughout my life. I've always yeah. known that there was something different, but it was a gift that I would hear from him. Well, it's really amazing because I'm also a Catholic, and I, I tell people I'm a recovering Catholic, and I joke about that. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I mean, the, the church has had different things, yeah. <clears throat> you know, from the Bible that the psychic stuff is evil or whatever, but then that's not necessarily, that's not true. And um, But, yes, it is. It they, You know, you used the word rote prayers, and how many of us Catholics had these specific prayers that we were supposed to stay, say, and yet you hear other people praying in the name of God. I don't know if you've heard some of these amazing prayers. My one girlfriend, man, can she pray. And when she prays, you really feel like you're in the presence of God. And I love it. And it's not just the rote prayers. So I, right, I think right. if people tap into your higher self, you know, like yes. you say, you clear your mind, you listen to the Lord, and the stuff that comes through is just amazing. It's just amazing, yes. and the guidance that comes through is amazing. Right, you ask Absolutely. for wisdom, and you receive it. You know, and yeah. and I've gone to non-denominational churches as well, but I do have you know Catholic roots. But I know that there's more than you know wrote, wrote prayers, and I don't disrespect anybody's beliefs. You know, no. it's just whatever works for you, whatever works for me. But I've always felt that there was a connection. You know, and. And there have been um, different times when I've been, you know, studying God's Word and everything. And I could think of one time when we were uh, were doing this exercise, um, if you would call it that, you know, three students went up 
and we were facing the blackboard, and then three more students came behind us. And so they wanted you to listen, and then uh, we didn't know if it was a, a man or a woman behind us or who it was or anything about them. I mean, we knew who they were, but we didn't know at the time, like we were facing the wall. And mm-hmm. so um, I kept listening. I was still, and I was listening, and I said, oh, Lord, what if I'm wrong? Oh, Lord, well, are you right. sure I'm supposed to say this? What if I'm wrong? You know, and, and so I, I, I turned around, and I just started speaking forth exactly what I believe I was hearing. And so I told this gentleman, you know, exactly what I thought he, what I, what I was supposed to say. And he just began weeping, and he fell in my arms. And he Aww. said, no one could have ever known about that. Nice. No one. I never told anyone that deep, dark secret. And he was just crying, and but it was like tears of joy and refreshing, and it was just so powerful. And not only did that move him, but it also touched me. It touched my heart because I knew that I had heard the correct thing and that I was able to take from my spirit and pour out into his spirit. Didn't that validate you, though? I mean, didn't that completely validate you and go like, you know what, God, if you want me in this field, thank you for showing me this? Yes, yes. That's exactly my point. Yes. So I I want to tell our listeners, too, you know, because I invited them to to listen. Please come and join and listen to your story. And, you know, if they've got something they can share with us or if they have a question for you or for me, we'll go with that in a little bit. But people know uh, and I want them to know, here you are, you're just minding your own business, and one day you're hearing something, like me, something happens. But this is the human experience, and for a lot of people that are out there, I know at one point I thought I was crazy. I don't know if you felt that ever, but for people to know that these are how our experiences happen. This is how God talks with us, communicates with us. And it's not just me, it's not just Laura, but it's you too. So just to let people know that this is normal, this is natural, and and accept it. Accept this as a wonderful spiritual gift, just like Laura has, just like I have. If, you know, if people have some questions, do you mind if they ask you, Laura? Oh, no, absolutely. I, I encourage it. You know, and great, great. I, I, would, I would like to agree with you and concur with you. We Each of us has gifts in us, and they might not yeah. be one and the same gift, but we all have gifts that we can tap into. And most of the time it's things that bring us joy. That's how you know what your gift is. Mm-hmm. If it's something agreed, that, you know, agreed. Yes, yes, yes. If it's something that, you know, you love to do and that brings you joy, then you know yes. that that's your gift, and that's when you, you know, you seek out ways to enhance it and, mm-hmm. you know, encourage mm-hmm. it. You know, I want to ask you something else. In the information you sent me, you had said that you, you know, uh, your dad died, and um, you felt you actually went to heaven in a dream, and he was there. Yes. <clears throat> yes. So tell us about that. That's another interesting story. What happened there? Okay. Now, um, when, all growing up, you know, in all my years when I was growing up, my dad and mom and my sister and my cousins, we all, you know, would go to church together. And my dad was a reader. He was a self-taught reader. He was a brilliant, brilliant man. And so he began studying all these different philosophies and religions and different, you know, different 
um, world world history and things like that. So he started losing his faith. He started doubting, you know, he started doubting the existence of God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he started to believe in evolution and, and just started doubting all different things. So we became concerned. And he was a very, you know, independent man. So when he became sick, you know, he was on dialysis for 16 years, and he was very strong-willed. And, you know, he had a will to live. He loved life. He was a very positive person. And that's where I get a lot of my positive beliefs from, and I'm grateful to him yeah. for this. But um, unexpectedly, you know, when he went in for surgery um, to correct something, you know, he was becoming um, paralyzed, and he chose not to continue living. So I mean, he didn't, like, commit suicide or anything like that, but, you know, he didn't want to have the procedure done. He had, you know, basically he had fought the good fight, and it was just time, you know, he was going wanted to let go. So... We finally we were at the hospital for four days, and we finally convinced my mom to come home, and uh, you know to 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 rest up and take a shower. And so anyway, um, he did not want life support, but there was no nothing in writing. So the doctor it was out of our hands as the family. Mm-hmm. So we he was at the hospital. We were at my parents' house, and at the exact moment that. He died, and they put the life support on him. My mom screamed out his name, Sal, and mm-hmm. and she was at home, and so we jumped up and she called. You know, she she the phone rang like 20 minutes after that, and it was the hospital. So anyway, well, he passed away. He slipped away, and we were kind of in anguish. We were wondering, well, what happened to him? You know, he had once believed in God. He was doubting. He was questioning. And so we didn't know where he was, and my mom was just beside herself with, you know, concerned, you know, if he didn't get to heaven. So about six months after he passed, I had a dream. It was vivid color like I have never seen. The temperature was absolutely perfect. The foliage (laughs) was a green like I've never seen in my life. The mm-hmm. flowers were almost translucent, and I was standing in a road where these trees were just like um, over, you know, like bowing over each other, you know, like the green yeah. leaves, like almost like in a like an umbrella. Yeah. And I saw him <clears throat> standing in the middle of the road. I said, "Daddy." So he turned around and he said, "Laura," and he walked towards me and he pointed to the ground, and he said, "Look at." Look at the lion is laying with the lamb. And then he pointed Aww. to the sky and he said, "Look at, look, the eagle is flying with the dove, which are natural predators." And wow. he said, "Oh, Laura, this is a far, far better place." And he came up to me and he hugged me and I felt his embrace. I felt his warmth. And he looked in my eyes and then he said, "I've got to go." And he turned around and he walked away. Beautiful. That was real. Yes. Real. I had I've never. I've got to tell seen... you, the description of how you, the description that you shared with us about the heavenly planes. I have heard that so many times before, about the uh, 
brilliant, undescribable colors that are upstairs in heaven. Yes. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I know for sure by your uh, recollection of what you experienced, that was real. You were in an altered state. You were in the heavenly planes with your dad. Very yep. cool. Yes. Very cool. So we yeah. were we were assured that he was in a far, yeah. far better place. Far, far better place. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> we don't have flowers like that down here, but I do no. hear in the jungle that there Perfect are some amazing flowers. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I love these stories. Now, I know you wrote a book, and the name of the book is um, Sunshine for the Heart, S-O-N, yeah. right? Yeah. And that if our listeners, now we're going to go to some calls here because we've got a lot of people lined up in the call awesome. right here. Yeah, and um, so we want to let the people know that you've got, those are just a few of your stories that you have, and you have many, many more. So if people want to get in touch with you for any reason, if they want to get your book, if they just want to chat with you, Laura, how can they do that? Okay, I have a website. Mm-hmm. It is www.lauragron.com. That's L A U R A. G R O N. So www.lauragron.com. And you can purchase the book through PayPal with a credit card, or you can send a check or money order for $15 to P.O. Box 1514, Joliet, Illinois 60434. That's P.O. Box 1514, Joliet, Illinois, 60434. But this information is also on the website. There's a place where you can contact, and that information is there. There's a place that you could click on about the author, and then there's the home page. So there's a place where you can contact me. Or you can order the book with a credit card or send a check or money order to the post office box as well. Beautiful, beautiful. Then they'll be able to get your wonderful book. And, uh, and again, I, I think one of the amazing things um, that you're doing here is sharing with people your experiences so they know when they go like, oh, my God, I had that experience, or I had another experience like that, or, wow, I'm, I, like I said, I'm not crazy, you know. Yes. If somebody yeah. else is having this, you know, I talk about my experiences. You know, just know that your experiences can be way different than ours, but know that it's normal and it's okay. And this is the place to come and talk about it. You know, I can't tell you how many people talk to me and say, Jorianne, I, I could never tell anybody this, but I had this experience. If I did, they'd think I was crazy. And it's yes. like, no, no, you're not yes. crazy. Please That's start true. sharing it with other people. And there's one thing, too, I learned a long time ago. They say, do not throw pearl before swine, which mm. literally means do not go to the people that you know are going to judge you or that are going to, you know, not believe you or whatever. Give yourself a break. Don't deal with that crowd just yet. Go to the people. Find a spiritual study group. Find a spiritual, you know, Laura's given her number out. You guys have my radio show. You guys have my number. I talk to people about this all the time. So feel free with making sure you're in a safe environment, and then spill your guts about all the psychic experiences you have. You've got to get used to it, embrace it, and then let it blossom. So, And, Laura, that's what you did. And, gosh, it sounds like your experiences are just wonderful. Well, you know, I want to say thank, 
Thanks for sharing them with us tonight. Thank you for having me. Oh my God, my great pleasure, my pleasure. And I want to tell, I want to say thanks to Chuck Byerly, yes. a, a friend of both of ours, for having referred you to me because he is another wonderful man. And boy, doesn't he have some interesting stories. We we had done some work together on a paranormal investigation with the Grimes sisters years ago, yes. and he is just a delightful, delightful man. Great guy. I absolutely agree. He's top shelf. Great guy. Top shelf, that's right. <laughs> Porterhouse steak, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who wants who wants hamburger when you got Chuck top shelf top grade beef? <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> too funny, too funny. He's a wonderful well, guy. Well, hey, let's. He's so great. Let's let's take a peek here. I'm gonna pop my glasses back on, and let's take a peek and see we who we have online and see what questions they have. For okay. Us. Hello, caller. Hello, Jorian. Hi, who is this? Hey, Russ. Russ, I love you, Russ. How are you? Hey, excellent. How about you? Great. So so what do you think about uh, Laura's uh, stories and stuff tonight? Pretty fascinating, huh? Yeah, quite, yeah, quite interesting. I, I did have sort of one of my own. I wish I had some more, but one interesting one that I had was... Um, Tell us. Uh, my mom had for a while, a few years ago, her aunt living with her... And uh-huh. she died right after July. It was like July 7th, about, it would be like three years ago. And my great aunt had, my, my mom had moved her from Iowa. And it took a while for my mom to get the body back to Iowa after her great aunt died. And the day before the funeral, my mom had gone off for the funeral, drove off with her best friend to Iowa. And I'd stopped over, I forget why I'd stopped over at the house. I knew my mom wasn't there. I think it was like to take care of her dog or something. And I walked into the room my great aunt had been staying in, and all of a sudden I saw her out of the corner of my eye, and she said, what are you looking at? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, because she, yeah, so she was sort of, you know, just sort of, for the most most of her life she you know, had been rather pleasant, but at the end she had broken her hip and ended up getting pneumonia. So she was, you know, so her mind there the last month or two really got affected pretty bad. So, but that was kind of, was kind of strange, where she just thought, appeared out of nowhere and said, "What are you looking at?" in somewhat of a harsh little tone. So. Well, uh, I got to tell you, that happens. Though I want people to know, if you if you're seeing somebody dead and they still little if they still look a little crabby or something like that, just know that it's normal because their personality when they die sometimes they'll still linger before fully transitioning over. You know, I believe that once they fully transition over, you know, they get any kind of help that they need on the other side, and they really come to peace. You know, like Laura was saying about her dad was just fascinating. Was like, wow, look at this! Oh my God, is this not the best yes. or what? Right? And yes. but sometimes we will still have somebody that's still lingering here, and and not to worry because I know they say it takes so many days before the spirit actually leaves the the whole body and leaves this plane because sometimes they want to hang out and make sure everything's okay, but they can still be crappy. Not to worry, Russ. Not to worry. Yeah, yeah, I think she still hangs around my mom's house too because I know my one sister sees her. Sitting in a little chair in, the, in her bedroom that she had slept in, and uh, you know, so yeah, because it was my mom had definitely made it a nice place for her when she, uh, you know, when she was there for a couple of years. Um, oh, so great! Yeah, because she had been, uh, yeah, she had been uh, widowed twice, and the first time she was widowed at twenty-one, and wow. uh, yeah, and then she lived to be like ninety-six. So wow, she did pretty good. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thanks for sharing that story with us, Russ. Yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting. And then, real, uh, real, quick, another quick one I had was that my my dad's brother's wife, my aunt, had died uh, about two years yeah, about two years ago, 
And mm-hmm. uh, I was working at the sleep center at the time. And I was the only one in the office uh, setting up for the patients to get there. And um, you know, a little frame had fallen off of the main office as well while I was sitting there. Mm-hmm. And the only one that had fallen off was my certificate for my license, for my certificate. And, um, you know, so I think that was probably my aunt visiting, too, because that was the day she had died. Uh, totally. Yeah, those anniversary things, they definitely, many times people will come back on the anniversary things, uh, the anniversary dates of their death or their birth or whatever. Hey, you know what, Russ, we've got a lot of callers, so I'm going to I'm gonna cut you loose and uh, call us up again in a, a couple of weeks, okay? Sounds good, thanks. All right, thanks for your stories, Russ. Talk to you soon. Oh, my God, I love Russ. Russ has been <laughs> He is so great. He is such a great guy. He's been uh, He's been calling into the show for I don't know how many years now. Awesome. Yeah, amen. So let's see who we have next online. Hello, caller. Hey, Jorianne. Hey. Yes, who is this? This is Esther. How are you? Oh, my God, Esther, how are you? You know what? I'm doing really great, and I want to tell you, I know your birthday was not long ago. Cause mine Yesterday. Was <laughs> yes, happy birthday. Mine oh, happy birthday. Thank, Thank you. you. And, Laura, your are, Laura, your stories are fantastic. Thank you. I can listen to you all night. Thank you. Um, you buy my book. I you don't could... think I want. I'm trying to. <laughs> um, I have a uh, a lady. Uh, there's a home in Jorian. I did find I did find the house, but uh, the problem is in the trustee. And I did write him a letter, and mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll get that house, but it's nine fifty five in Lake in Lake Forest. It's, it's an older home. The a lady mm-hmm. died last year. It was really strange when I found the house, but I'm just mm-hmm. hoping that I would get into the house. Because um, they're saying they uh, they don't know. Some want to keep it, some don't. Do you think that it'll come to pass that they'll contact let, me here? I'm in a hurry. Do you think? Let me tell you what's interesting is I see two houses in front of you, Esther, not just one. I hope you get really? that one. But yes, but again, I would say I would say the prayers. God lead me to the to the right mm-hmm. house you want me to have. Mm-hmm. The house that's going to be the best for me. Not yes. I mean, I know you're focusing on that one right now, but um, ask God to lead you to the right house, Esther. Okay. I sure will. I sure will, Jorianne. I right. sure will. Thank you, babies. Uh, yes, Lord, ma'am. Good hearing you, you, Esther. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. I will, I will tell you, if you do not fall in love with each and every one of these listeners that call into oh. the show, I have. Oh, I that's have. awesome. I just love these guys. Yeah, just wonderful. All right, let's see who we have next here. Hello, caller. Hello. Hi, who is this? Hi, this is Cindy. Hi, Cindy. What state are you calling from? I'm from California. Hi, Cindy. All right, welcome. Hello, hi. <laughs> I, thank you. I, I, I was really loving the story that um, your guest was sharing. It made me want to share actually my story with my my father that passed away six years ago. I had a similar story like hers where I had a, I believe it was a visit because after a couple of years after he passed away, I I felt like I couldn't feel him for so long. Mm-hmm. And then wow. one night... Suddenly, I dreamt that I was on like this flying carpet, and I knew I was heading somewhere. I just, I felt this eagerness in me, like, where am I going? And then I landed somewhere, 
and there was this big metal box thing that was hovering above the ground, and it had like that um, round, I don't know how to explain it, a round thing that I had to turn in order to open it. And I knew I had to open it, so I opened the thing up, and inside it there was old newspaper, and I, I pulled it all out, and below it on the ground was another, like, trap door that I had to open. So I open it, and when I look down, I see bright, bright green grass, and I knew I wow. just had to go there. Yeah, so I, I climb inside this thing, and then when I land in, like, this new place, it's green grass, it's bright, bright colors, like, it felt like that afternoon glow, it was mm-hmm. sun was shining, I remember looking to my right, and there was this old barn, and I knew I I was there to see someone. So I started walking, 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 and then to my right, I see a picnic table, and there was a cowboy sitting there. Right next to him was my papa, and he turns and looks at me with with that look like he used to always give me when he first... You see, he lived in Germany, so I only saw him once a year during the summertime when my mom sent me there to see my whole family. So he looked at me, and I ran to him, and I was like, there you are, there you are. And I remember smelling him, feeling his hair in my my hand. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think because my physical body was in shock about the experience, I actually felt myself being, like I was being pulled back from wherever I was and being pulled back into my body. And my my husband was telling me that I was just in tears waking up. And as I was waking up, I kept saying, there he was. I saw him. I saw him. And I felt, I literally felt like I had just hugged him. I just felt him. And it was the most amazing experience. I, I, I have to ask you, was, did you say this? you said your papa, was this your father or your grandfather? My my father. We I call him papa because in Germany we say papa. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something. The way you're describing that, Cindy, when you said you're being pulled back because your physical body was experiencing something, that's truly, I've I've had those many experiences. I completely believe that your spirit was astral projecting out of your yeah. body to go visit your father on this different uh, astral plane, on this different plane of existence, and you mm-hmm. were there. Yes, I was. I felt it. It felt so real. It wasn't like a dream. It felt like a mem. It feels like a memory more, that it that it truly happened. And, and another weird thing that happened too was when I had moved to Germany in 2007, and I lived with him for one full year. When I moved back, I didn't talk to him for three months. And one day, I just it's the afternoon, and and I hadn't talked to him for a couple months. And I was like, I need to call Papa and tell him what I'm doing now. And I called him, and we talked for two like two hours. And then suddenly, he he put the phone down, and he made these funny noises. And I I didn't know what was going on. But the next morning, my brother called me saying that Papa had died and was probably trying to call someone. And I realized what happened was he he died on the phone while I was talking to him. And I didn't know until the next day. And that used to torment me. But now I look at it as I'm I'm so thankful that I got to be the last person he was speaking to before he passed. So those are my stories. (laughs) Wow. They're beautiful. Beautiful Mm -hmm. stories. Thank you. Thank you you for sharing them. Sure, and and, sure. and I hope that you'll continue to go ahead and, and uh, I'm sure if you have more stories, Cindy, these are things you should write and share with people, just like 
just like Laura's doing, you know? I do. I have a, a goal that one day, I, I mean, I think I have a pretty interesting life story that I too will one day, like Laura, <laughs> write go. it all down. I, yes. I truly, truly believe it. Thank you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, thank you for calling our show. I, I and, uh, welcome you to your psychic uh, connection, and I hope you'll call back sometime. Absolutely, honey. Thank you so much. You have a great day. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Now, isn't that wonderful, Laura, when you've got all these other people that also have these amazing experiences? Yes. And, again, you could hear that Cindy was saying that she went and saw the same beautiful grass. She went and saw the same amazing colors on the other side. I, That's you know, just a confirmation. Just a confirmation. Mm-hmm. i got to tell you, somebody sent me, some. one of my friends sent me this uh, website about these philosophers and stuff, I was listening to them. This was a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going. And, and they're uh, some of them are atheists, and um, I don't begrudge anyone for their belief systems, but they are really going to be pretty, pretty upset when they die and find out that there is an afterlife. That's all I can tell you. You're right. I agree. I mean, I'm I'm sitting here going like, wow, you guys really don't believe in God. It's like holy mackerel. I could <laughs> right. never imagine that. I know. I absolutely agree. And it's not just a belief. This is what I want people to hear. Look, you guys, you can hear, you know, you guys have heard my stories. I've been doing this show for the last, I don't know, 10 or 12 years or something. And so you've heard my stories. You're hearing Laura's stories. You just heard Cindy sharing her stuff. You know, so here's the thing. These aren't just, um, hi, I was raised this religion, and this is just a belief system that I was taught from somebody else who has a belief around what the church is teaching. These are physical impressions. These are psychological experiences. These are things that happen while you are wide awake, that you're literally altering from this physical state of existence into something else that you can either see in the astral planes while you're awake or while you're asleep and you're going like, whoa, something just happened and it's not of this physical world. That's right. So when you've got people that don't believe, you know, I, I heard another guy, he was an atheist. This is just recently. He was an atheist and he was talking about he said, I was raised in this atheist family, and he said, very hard atheist. They didn't believe in God, didn't believe in that. And he said, something happened. And he said, now, he says, he's looking at his parents going, like, what's the matter with you people? Because he got, he got God. He got it. Uh-huh. And uh, he had the, ex- I'm, Laura, I'm telling you. Listening to this man's story is just amazing. I'm going to have to go back to that website because I was going like, it was unbelievable to hear these people's stories. Very interesting. Very interesting. All right, let's see who we have next online. Hello, caller? Yeah, hi. Hi, who is this? Taryn. Taryn, hey, do you, how do, you, do you want to comment on Laura's uh, story or do you have a, a question for I Laura? Just have, just have a question. Sure, go ahead. It's just about um, do you see us moving in the next year or so? I I do see you moving in the next year or so, and I want to tell you that there there might be um, some problems with the move for some mm-hmm. reason. I don't know if that makes sense to you right now, but there okay. could be some uh, complications or a couple little problems with the move, and I would say to you, don't get disappointed by that go forward with what you know you have to do. Okay? Okay. It does seem that mm-hmm. you will it does seem that you will be moving because it seems like the energy that you have going on right now 
with where you're at is is changing and it's shifting. Right. And it's not going to yeah. stay the same. So it really feels okay. like you're on um you're on this pathway it going in that direction anyway. Like you're supposed to move because when the when the well runs dry, the well runs dry. Do you see it moving out of state or in state? It kind of feels like California or someplace warm and uh I think I don't know if I want to say south, but warm. So, okay. Okay? All right, great, thanks. Karen, thanks for the call. Thanks. All right, bye-bye. Bye. All righty, let's see who else we have online now. Hello, caller. Hi, this is Tammy. Hey, Tammy, how are you tonight? I'm okay. Thank you very much, Laura, for the stories. We enjoyed them. I'm oh, very good. Myself. You're very welcome, Tammy. I think I enjoyed them. Unfortunately, I'm not psychic. I just have a question. Okay, go ahead, honey. I work for uh, a government agency, and I know that things are changing, and uh, I'm worried about it. I've I've been there 25 years, going on 26, and I'm worried about how secure my job is. I hope to retire there. Do you see that happening? Um, I, I completely believe that things are changing as well. And it kind of feels like, I don't know if this makes any sense to you or not, I think that there might be some things that are going to be out of, um, like your boss's control or, you know, where you're working at. It's it's out of control like that. So to me, um, I don't know if this makes any sense or not, but it almost feels like you might want to um, keep a low profile or something and okay, it makes just sense. keep working. Mind your own business. Um, keep your head down. Does that make sense, honey? Yes. No, it does very much so. Okay. So I, like I wouldn't make any. I wouldn't make any. Say it again to me. You don't think I'm going to be getting laid off or my job, uh, you know, eliminated or anything? That's kind of what I'm I don't think about. that's going to happen now. But I do see big changes where anything could happen. Uh, yeah. And it might not be for a while, but that's why I'd say, you know, you don't want to make any, you don't ever make any trouble anyway. But no. with the new people they'll be bringing in, you just want to make sure that, you know, you're doing your business, you're up to par, people love you. And and the way that things will be changing, they really will be looking at people as numbers. Can you do your work? Can't you? It's not going to be the old environment. It's just not going to be. That makes very much sense. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Good luck, honey. Good luck, good luck. Thank you. Bye-bye. You, you, you bet, Tammy. And, Tammy, I hope you're not hanging up yet. Listen, the things that I say and the things that Laura are saying tonight, listen to your intuition. Talk to God. Ask God what you're supposed to be doing. Ask your spirit guides and angels. When you mm-hmm. sit there and say, I'm getting afraid of my job, is there something special I should be doing? When you go into a prayer, a state of meditation, you literally will hear things like don't do that or go here or somebody's coming around the corner, hey, just go to the bathroom or something, come back in five minutes. I mean, I literally hear things like that. You too, Laura, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So these are the things that you want to do and you want to say thank you when you get the messages from God and go about your day. I used to think a long time ago, when I was questioning my gifts, it's like, well, is this stuff really real, or how do I know, mm-hmm. or I want to find mm-hmm. this out. But you know what? Once I hear the words of God, my spirit guides angels, 
and they tell me something, man, I'm telling you, I seriously listen because when I didn't, then things would happen and I'd be going like, well, I didn't expect that or it's like, wow. But had I listened to what messages the spirits gave me, I could have avoided stuff. And don't you just know? I mean, it's something that you know. It's that it's it's you. It's Correct. him. It's something that's inside of you, and it's like you just it just comes in you, and it's like it's in your spirit. You just know his voice after a while. You know, you yes, seek him yes. for wisdom because if it's left alone of your own accord, oh, I've messed up plenty of times. But when you truly Amen. know that it's him, you get the wisdom from him. He never steers you wrong. It's no. always what's best. It's and I want to tell interest. you, too, yes, it is in your best interest. You know, for me now, I've learned how to work with my spirit guides and my angels. And I have, mm-hmm. um, how can I say this? So I literally did a meditation a couple of weeks ago. And um, actually, I think it was last week. Oh, my God, it was so fascinating. You know, we have a master guide. We have a regular spirit guides and angels. And, of course, a lot of people believe in just talking with God. I grew up with talking with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, and I've had great communication with Mother Mary, but last week my master guide showed up, perfect face. He was smiling and laughing. Oh my God, this was so amazing! And I know who he is because I've been talking to him for years. I never saw his face in full. Mm. So beautiful, and uh, and ex- excited the heck out of me. So if you guys can start working with. Um, you know, Laura talks straight with God. I know I know my spirit guides, uh, his K. I know his voice when he talks to me. I know Mother Mary when I hear her. I know Jesus Christ when I see and hear him. So just know that there are different spirits that are committed to helping you on this life's mission. So, you know, you guys, if you want to call me up, you can get a psychic reading. Uh, I'll give you my number, 219-940-9292. I tell people about their spirit guides and angels. I do the psychic development classes. Uh, and I want to tell you, by the way, this coming Sunday, i got to say it, I normally have my seances the last Sunday of the month. However, I've got some events to do. So this next Sunday, which is February 21st, I will be doing the psychic development class at my home in Crown Point, Indiana, and I'll be doing a seance at 6.30 at night. So make sure you call in if you want to book a seat. We still have some seats open. But I teach people about their spirit guides and angels, and before people leave, they literally have the name of their spirit guides, and they start working with them. So I just want to share that too. All right, so let's, let's see who we have next. But remember, Tammy, make sure you ask God or the spirit world for information, what should you do, and listen to what you hear. And if you guys don't hear it right away, practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. Go down again into your state of meditation, Laura, you know. Yes. And and listen, and listen. Okay, let's see what we have here. Hello, caller? Hello? Hi, who is this? Hi, this is Jim calling from New York. Jim? Uh, yes, I have a question for, oh, actually I don't have a question, I'd just like to speak with Laura. Um, you bet. Laura, I read your book a short time ago, and... Um, I got to say, I enjoyed it immensely. Awesome. The stories, awesome. the the stories reminded me so much of my youth and, and the way I was growing up and raised. And uh, I don't know if it's because we're both Italian or what, um, but it's just a very close bond of the parents, the grandparents, and, and just the way I was raised. Uh, the stories in your book were they brought the, the, so many. 
different feelings of the happiness. The la- I laughed through a lot of the stories, like Strangled, which <laughs> where you almost strangled yourself on your Don't scarf. Don't give up the <laughs> ending. Don't give up the ending. <laughs> and uh, also, you know, some stories were, were you know pretty melancholy when you, when you lost uh, the doughboy. And uh, it's just a, it's a great read. And I'm not a big reader. And usually, if I pick up a book and I start reading, uh, if it doesn't interest me, I'm asleep in ten minutes. But this book kept me awake, and I wished it was longer. And I was just wondering if you plan a, uh, a second book with more stories. Well, you know, so many people have been saying that to me. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, one of my coworkers, Koya, who had purchased the book, she said that she refused to finish the last story because she did not want the book to be over. And that's kind Aww. of similar to what you're speaking about. And I might have no choice but to, to do a sequel because I've been thinking about a lot of different stories and I've been saying, I should have put this story in there. I should have put that story in there. Oh, I should have put... But guess what? That that just means that I'm going to have to do a volume two. I would love to see that. I would I would buy it in the beat of a heart and I would enjoy it, I'm sure. It was a very good read, very entertaining. I, I have to admit, I, I'm not as... A very spiritual person, but this book opened my eyes to that too, and uh, I appreciate it. And I really appreciate your writing and the way you write. It was a very, very good book. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you uh, calling in and sharing that with us. And um, look, look, look forward to volume two. I will. I hope you do. Thank you so much. Thank you. Goodbye. Jim, thanks for calling in, sir. Thank you, Jerry Ann. Have a great night. Oh, that is a wonderful testimony. How fantastic. See, you've got people that just want to share about your book. And, um, and you know what, Laura, I want to just say thanks for having the courage to go out there and write that book and share it with people because you can just see how you've touched Jim's life. You know, And that's that's only one person probably out of the thousands and thousands of people that have read your books already. Well, thank you, and I think that's what it's about. It's, you know, transforming lives one at a time, you know. Yes. Just the whole idea, you know, that was the the premise of the book. You know, it says, like, some of the stories will make you laugh, some will make you cry, like he, like he expressed. But in all life situations, this book will show you that with God you can have victory and be triumphant. And that was the whole purpose of the book. You know, sun. You know, that sunshine for the heart is a book of stories that lets the sunshine in your heart to give you hope, to inspire and transform your life. Beautiful, beautiful. Before we go, I just got the cue that we're going to be. I can't believe the hour is almost over. Oh my God! But Laura, please give people your website again and any way they can contact you to make uh, to purchase your book or to talk with you. Okay. Thank you. It is www.lauragron.com. It's L-A-U-R-A-G-R-O-N, lauragron.com. And you could go to the website and you could purchase the book through PayPal if you want to use a credit card, or you can also send a check or money order to the post office box that's all listed on the website. Or you could contact you. me as well. You know, there's a spot to message me under uh, contact if you click on contact on the website. Fantastic. Well, you guys heard it. 
Uh, we've got one more call to go, but before we close off, I want to say um, thank you all for listening. I love you guys so much. You're so wonderful. Uh, Laura, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, this is your psychic connection right here with um, Jory and the Coffee Psychic and our guest, Laura Gron. All right, you guys, we're going to close, but we've got one more lady we're going to talk to, and uh, so hang on. Here we go. Hello, caller. I think Hello? we're going to be able to get through. Hi, who is this? Hi, this is Jim. Jim? Okay. Um, and and how can we help you, Jim? Thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate it. You um, bet. My wife's godmother passed just a couple days, or uh, yesterday, yesterday morning. Okay. And I was calling just... Uh, uh, you've helped in the past with this, Jory, and um, I was Thank just you, wondering if you could kind of um, give me uh, a feel as to um, her Aunt Lucy's in a place. I, I know she's in a better place, but it, um, just a, a, any feeling you might get regarding her and her situation now. All right, let me let me tell you what I'm getting here, Jim. I'm getting, first off, I felt pressure around the chest area. And I also felt issues around the intestinal tract or something in the lower abdominal region. Does any of that make sense to you right now? It absolutely makes sense. Yeah, she had a heart. Uh, she died of a heart condition. Okay. So I want to tell you, she Aunt Lucy feels delightful to me. I I get her sense. I get her presence. She feels warm, wonderful, just a very charming person. And I get that she was surrounded with other family members when she died. Um was. I don't I don't know and I on both sides, Jim. On both sides. When I see her dying, there are people that have their hands reached out to her, going like, Oh my God, Lucy you know, welcome that sort of thing. And I know we're crying on this side, they're cheering on the other side. Um she just feels wonderful. I don't know if music was important to her, but I almost get like piano or organ music or something. And um, I just get all of this. Uh, I see pictures, so I don't know if you guys were going over any, any family photos or anything, but yes, beautiful. So, so this is what she's showing me, and I literally see her smiling, glistening eyes, kind of like blowing kisses to you guys. <laughs> um, and also like her hands on on um on your shoulder and on your wife's shoulder and stuff like you know please know that it's okay I'm fine you don't have to worry about me anymore. That that's very special. Thank you so much for that. You are so welcome. And she's going to she's going to give you messages like me leaving more like a not just pennies. I mean you guys be finding pennies and coins, but I really I don't know. I think she's going to up the ante. You're going to be finding nickels. <laughs> That sounds great. That sounds so great. Thank that, you okay? so much. You're so sweet to stay on the line for me. Thank you. Oh, anytime, Jim. God bless you. All right. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye now. So the show is off, Jorian? Um, it it is, and I know we're still recording though. So I okay. I just want to say thank you, Laura. Thank you so much for coming on. You're so wonderful. I feel and like I, I know you. This is so awesome. Oh, that is so great. Well, we'll have to we'll have to connect up again because I have we the will. same feeling. 
I would like to to get you a copy if you could you give me an address where I could send it to you or you want to do it at a different time I could call you tomorrow. I would love for you to have a book. That you know what that would be wonderful. Yes, if you want to if you want to call me, um that would be fantastic and and we'll talk then, okay? Sounds good. Thank you so much right, for having me you. on. Okay, bye-bye. Oh, anytime. Thank you. Thanks. Great. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye. Good night.